This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, Monday is Labor Day. So at 3.30, we have the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chad, the game at 5. Elks at Stampeders, the first half of the Labor Day home and home. Double E alum Jed Roberts is in studio we had some memories of Rich Stubler. Of course, a lot of discussion about Trey Ford. So what's now, if anything, the defensive adjustment teams make against Ford that worries you? Um, if there is one. There's there going to be teams that have guys that are physically capable of spying him. You know, And like right now, I, I don't think that they've come across a team that has a guy that can track him. Uh, but there aren't a whole lot of linebackers out there that can run a four-four-five. So right. he, he brings uh, something to the table. And the other thing is, is that he is always looking to put the ball downfield. He's not always scrambling just to run. Um, and the other thing is, is that when he runs around like that and throws the ball and finds open receivers, it sets up the run. Then the running game can get going. And you saw that last game, and that's demoralizing for a defense. If you can't stop the th- the, the throw, you, you're always worried about the quarterback running. And then all of a sudden, you got the offensive line teeing off on you. I mean, it just there's a dimension on this offense that we have not had here since uh, I don't know Mike Riley, because Riley could run. He can make himself time, you know. Yeah. And he learned to not be so reckless, you know, because yes. he used to. He used to dive, and you know, and then he learned to slide, and <laughs> he doesn't have to hit the <laughs> guy the that's tackling him. Yeah. But you actually don't see Ford doing that. You see him sliding. You see him like not giving himself up. Like he's pretty smart for the most yeah. part. So knock on wood. I hope he, he keeps that up. I, but I, I like how you say that about looking downfield and being mm-hmm. willing to go downfield. And even they gambled twice against Hamilton around the offensive forty-five fifty, a couple of third and threes, and he threw long. Yeah, on both plays, both good throws. Probably at least one should have been completed to Gino and to to Mitchell. Yeah, and and you, I, I didn't mind that. Like, you, no, to like be aggressive sometimes. And that's the difference, right? Like you were asking me about, like, what do you think is different now with McAdoo not handling, you know, all of the play calling? And I think that's it, right there. You've got you're throwing downfield. You're taking chances. You're not always just doing the conservative dink and dunk and. You know, when you get those big yardage plays and stuff like that, that, that takes a lot out of an offense. You're sorry, out a lot out of, out of a defense. You know, like you're, you know, you're seeing this team right now over the last three weeks. They're 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 doing more big yardage plays, more big plays. They're more exciting to watch overall. Yeah. So well, and that's what a lot of coaches and players I've talked to, especially the last five to ten years, they say you have to gain. Well, Milanovic, I know he never coached here, but I got to interview him once, and he said. If you have a touchdown drive, you have to have a play of 20 or 25 yards or longer. Yeah. And that was my issue with McAdoo. If you want to gain five yards on every play, mathematically it works. But as a defense, I'm thinking all I got to do is stop one play. Yeah. Right. And you're, you know, the likelihood that you're going, you know, to and out is very, very high. When you're, when all you're trying to do is nickel and dime, you know, you've got to, You've got to establish that you're a dominant team, and the best way to do that is by getting large plays and large chunks of, of yardage. 
and uh, you know imposing your will. It's very difficult to do that against a team if you're rushing for three, you know, throwing for four, and then punting. You know, you right. can't. <laughs> it's not. There's just not that identity doesn't strike fear into anybody's heart. Yeah. Right? So well, and that was the, that yeah. was the cool thing about the Elks game. Uh, uh, against Ottawa, and I, they did it a few times against Hamilton. But even in that fourth quarter, a couple of the drives they didn't score on, they converted like a second and eight, a second and ten. Yeah. And what does that do to the defense? Instead of thinking like, "Oh, we got them where we want them," they're yep. thinking like, "Oh, we stopped them one play. I don't know if we can win another one." Right. In and the then back the other mind. thing is, is holy cow, these guys are pretty creative. Like, look at that third down play where they fake the and then they throw oh, it. The, so the, that's guess, yeah, when you got yeah. that. You, when you're coming into a game thinking. Oh, we're playing the Edmonton Football Club. You know they always do this. Right. You can't do that anymore, right? Like right now, they're they're taking chances. They're they're taking risks, and you know if you don't if if you don't take that chance, the answer is always no. You know what I mean? So, and the, the thing about uh, having a quarterback like Ford is you get away with that because you know he may you may think you have him hemmed in, but he's gonna you know slip outside and beat you out around the outside. And that's the thing about it. It's challenging for a defense right now. And it's going to be fun to watch the Labor Day because, uh, you know, Calgary's got Kadeem Carey back, who's, you know, a bit of a playmaker for them. And and I think that, you know, they're going to come out wearing their their black jerseys. And, you know, and it's different when you have that two-game swing when it means something. And yeah. now it means something, right? So Edmonton's got a chance to climb right back into the playoff race, as odd as that sounds. Uh, that's the beauty in a nine-team league. You know, you're never too far out of a playoff berth as long as you can string some wins together. So it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I, I was breaking down the standings and the schedule earlier. And, like, if, if somebody sweeps this series, the other team is probably done. Yeah, it's I mean, time. Edmonton would be done for sure. Yeah. Calgary would only be a game behind the Elks, but they wouldn't have the tiebreaker. Yeah, you're going to so, have to get your NFL lift, airlift right. in and then start <laughs> looking for next year and start building for that. And that's pretty depressing, right? Like, so I, it's it's good to to have that chance, you know. And two, uh, two weeks ago, we're not having this conversation, you know. So Well, that's the amazing thing, yeah. how much the dialogue has changed. And, and, yeah. you're, and you're right, and I've gotten messages all week, well, it's still two and nine. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. but I'd okay. sooner be talking about two wins than two shutouts like I was a month ago. Yeah, well, I mean, if you remember in 2000, the BC Lions won the Great Cup at 8-10. Eight and, eight and ten. You know, they... Yeah. Uh, they well, in 2011, they started 1-6 and six when they won. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you never... If you can... Momentum's a funny thing, right? It works both ways. Like, we know very well, like, the last four years, we didn't win a home game, but uh, momentum can swing the other way, too. You know, you get the team starts believing itself, starts to establish an identity, and you've got guys that have the athletic talent to carry you where you want to go. If you have the better players, typically you should win the game if your scheme is sound, and that's what I'm starting to see. So. Jed Roberts joining us here in studio. Do you need... Uh does the quarterback have to be one of the most vocal guys on the team? Like, have you ever had a have you ever had a good team that had a quiet, reserved, maybe not so much of a leader quarterback? Or do, or do you Ricky have to? Ray have was a, never a vocal guy. No, he was a guy that just led by example. You know, Jason so he still was a, was a leader vocal, in his own way, though. But he was quiet, yeah. and but he he commanded respect, and when he talked, people knew not to talk. You know, while he was talking in the huddle, but he was a very very quiet guy. I, actually have a really hard time remembering what his voice sounds like. And that's just not just because I'm deaf, but <laughs> but he was a very quiet guy, very rarely spoke, you know. Um, and But he just had that aura, that mystique about him that, you know, you just, you knew you knew not to talk while he was talking because he was the man, you know. Mm -hmm. He's shown it and he was just consistent, you know. And it's funny how, how much um, longevity you can get out of 
of being a professional athlete if you're just consistent. And that was what he was. He was always consistent. He never got too high. He never got too low. If he would win the Grey Cup, you would never know because he would always he'd be the same winning the Grey Cup as he was. You know, yeah. if you got beat by a couple touchdowns, he he always had the same demeanor. So that's something that um, I lo- that's the one thing I took away from Ricky Ray playing with him is just his, he's just so cool always. Just yeah. So nothing ever got to him. He just never, you know. And, and he, can that rub off on guys if they're a little well, I think a little it less gives stable? People a sense of uh, a sh- like belief. You know, right. like this guy. You know, nothing nothing rattles this guy. You can throw whatever you want at him. He never. You can never get under his skin. You know, and that was something that a lot of people used to accuse Jason Moss of being emotional and. You know, and I like I like Jason because Jason's more like me, where you know he wears his heart on his sleeve, and um, you know he's a bit of a street fighter, and he's not shy to let you know about it. But uh, you know, those two are like opposites, and that's why I think they were such good friends, right? Because they, right. they admired that about each other, right? So, um, but yeah, I think I think both both approaches have their place. But uh, well, I guess you can't have one team of all one or the other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if it's all guys who are constantly yelling at each other and, and never. Hold yeah. back on an opinion that yeah. would be exhausting. Yeah, and then if you and had I a think, bunch of guys who were all quiet, yeah. it would be like, "Where's the energy?" Right? Yeah, and that's the thing about that made Ricky Ray so remarkable is he came right out of left field, coming from the arena right. league, <laughs> and never said a word, and then he just took over, right? And that's very rare to have a guy so soft spoken become as iconic as he became, right? Um, and so, I mean, on the small sample size of this new kid, Trey Ford, I mean, he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder and he's got a confidence, I think, and a swagger that, you know, might rub the older guys a little bit the wrong way just because, you know, like you haven't done anything yet, kid. Well, you know what? He's starting to do some things. So maybe he has a, a right to, to carry himself in the way that he carries himself. I mean, it ain't bragging if you can do it. Well, I'll you know? tell you what, they haven't won three games in a row since July, August of 2018. Yeah, and Riley was the quarterback, so I know. Uh, it's not I know. a long winning streak, but he's yeah. got a chance to do something no one's done since Riley. Going into Labor Day, um, is it does it feel like a different game when you step out for the warm up and then run out for the for the start of the game? Like, is is it a different vibe, or did it not totally. affect you? Yeah, totally. It's electric. You know, you yeah. go out and then the whole place is just buzzing and humming. You know, I remember. Uh, the first Labor Day game I started, I ran out for the pregame uh, introductions, and they called my name, and they tapped me, and I ran about five steps and fell flat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> the whole place was just jeering me, but I deserved it. But, you know, everybody is there very vocal, and, and, you know, they're giving it to you on the sidelines. You know, you can hear them kind of giving it to you, but, you know, while you're, you're getting your water, coming to the coach to talk to him between plays. and. Uh, it's just a playoff atmosphere, and yeah. uh, it's it's fun. You know, it's kind of like the, as far as the regular season goes, that two game swing is like easily like the the high the highlight of the year, and then and it's kind of like your measuring stick to see where you're at. Mm-hmm. And typically, the team that does well on that team that two game swing tends to go on and 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 you know impose its will in the playoff. Yeah. So and it's and it is it is a little different this year though, and Nick Lewis, who's now a Stamps receiver coach. Uh, he kind of really caught himself. He said, you know, this is different because th- they're both teams are bad. And then he kind of said, well, we're both trying. He's like, you, you know, you're coaching one of the teams. But, yeah. but it's true. I mean, a lot of times it would be, well, if the winner has the advantage for 
hosting the West Final or a home game. Yeah. Uh, but now it's, you know, the, the well, like I said. It's, the, it's, it's to get the crossover, you yeah. know what I mean? And <laughs> that's, you're going to yeah. have to win on the road. But, I mean, you got you can't really worry about that right now. You just have to win the, the, the first game. First one first, sure. And then, you know, deal with what's on your plate. Um, this team, you know, if they can put everything together. I, I, I said at the beginning of the year that athletically they were, like, personnel-wise, they had a better roster than they did last than year. Than last year, and, for sure. Yeah. And it was just a bit of a mystery as to why they couldn't seem to put it together. And I think that it really boiled down to scheme. Would so. have that, as a defensive player, would have it frustrated you to see an offense... Oh, shut no. out twice, oh, totally. not get in from the one. Yeah, only I, score I eleven would, points. I, you yeah. know, and, and I'd be lying if I said it never bothered me when I saw. It. And and it, and I think any offensive player would just say the same about a defense that was giving up a ton of points, right? So, you got to have some pride. You've got to do your job, and you've got to be accountable. You know, and if you're not being held accountable, that's when things start to break down. You know, you start. You start seeing teams like you're doing the same thing every game, game in and a game out, and there doesn't seem to be any accountability. That's when you start to worry about losing the room. So are you upset that Jones didn't make these changes sooner? You know what? I didn't see Trey Ford doing what he's doing. I'm going to okay. be totally honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and t- say, oh, I'm no Sodomus. I can tell you at the beginning <laughs> of the year, Ford was the guy. I wasn't. I didn't really know if we had anybody in that dressing room that could do what Ford's doing right now. So... I'm just like everybody else. I'm just enjoying it. You know? Okay, so, fair enough. So we'll see. I mean, I, I was kind of hoping that Taylor would take over and be, you know, well, he what, what everybody thinks he can last be. Year he that, does. Okay, yeah. I think that physically he could do whatever he wants to do. It's just uh, it's such a mental game, though, Reed. You know, like you've got to have that ability to make decisions on the run, and you've got to have that ability to remain cool and see the whole field. And that's something in, in, in small sample size with Trey Ford. You're seeing him do that, right? Like he keeps his eyes downfield. He can look off the safety. He can find the open seam. He can find where he can make himself. You know, he's. It's just fun to watch, right? So we're going to see how the Calgary did, um, adjusts to it, um, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can do that with, uh, you know, 32,000 people screaming at him and and calling him, you know, this, that, <laughs> right. and the other thing. So it's it's a lot tougher to do it when you're in Calgary. I'll tell you that. Uh, the short turnaround when like it's short now Monday to Saturday when you did it, it was Monday to Friday I mean it, it would often be back to back games on the schedule it'd be yeah. 2 p.m. Monday Edmonton at Calgary 7 p.m. Friday Calgary at Edmonton yeah you know what I I could never get away with like oh this is so tough this you know Monday Friday thing because I would talk to my dad about that and then my dad would like him on the phone. <laughs> Because my dad played for seven years with Ottawa, and back then, when they played the playoffs, they played back to back. They played two games back to back, two days in a row, and so and it was total points. So you could yeah. you could win the first game and still be out of the playoffs if you lost this. You know, one. It's just. So the game, the league has changed, it's evolved, and I like the fact that now they're not doing that as much. It seems like this year there was a couple of teams where they did that. Where yeah. they ha- and the, the travel thing is funny, too. Like if you're in Montreal, you got to go all the way out to B.C. That's a bit of a – Right. That has, in, more, in my mind, that has more of an impact on a guy than this playing is, this is one of the Monday to Saturday. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I'm glad you brought that up yeah. about your dad because uh, Brendan Escott and I were, were looking at some old seasons, like in the 50s. Yeah. And I can't remember. I, I wish I, if we would have known when I was going to talk about this, I would have written it down. But it was like late 50s, early 60s. And it was, okay, play on a Friday, play the following Saturday. And then there was a road trip. It was like Montreal on the Monday, Toronto yep. on the Thursday, Hamilton on the Saturday. It was, it was like a hockey road trip yeah, when a, they went out east. Three. Yeah. yeah. It's well, that crazy. was a regular season, though. They went out east yeah. and played three quick games or yeah. 
or whatever it was. This is before they had a union. So it was like, we're going to play this day, this day, and this day. Any questions? Okay, now get out of here. Yeah, just go do it. (laughs) Jed Roberts is in studio. We'll wrap it up with him inside Sports Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Budget. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. And Jed Roberts is here, 1993 Great Cup champ, great representative of the E alumni, and a great guest here on Inside Sports whenever we have you on. Thanks for coming in tonight, man. I appreciate oh, it. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. You, uh, let's hit on a few other topics quickly. Okay. Uh, you watched a lot of Oilers. Where yeah. are you at? Where are yeah. you at? You feeling good coming up for the I, season? I am feeling good. I, the only thing I, I would like to see the Oilers do is um, their their third and fourth lines. I'd like to see them get a face-off specialist, maybe. Um, that probably won't happen, you know, now. But maybe come trade that trade deadline. Maybe get a guy that you know. Is, 55 percent face like they off got guy. Bukestad, yeah. right yeah you know yeah. And, and I, I they need to be they need to have a little bit more grit you know a little bit more size you know on there because I know last year uh, Vegas took a, took advantage of the fact that you know when you had Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto there they just muscled them right and you know there's those when you playoff hockey is a different style of hockey right and then Vegas was playing playoff hockey for a good month before the playoffs started so that was the reason why they won you know they're just so deep and they came at your waves and they're all just I said this before after the Oilers got eliminated Vegas had or they they played more like miserable bastards they did and they were really difficult <laughs> right? you know like, and they really got under your skin and you know it yeah. was very difficult you know they they made you work for everything you know um and hats off to them you know so I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm I think that you know all of a lot of those guys like Connor and Dry and uh, Connor Brown. I mean they just had their little little baby. Yep. Um, you know they, they're they're all starting their own families and these guys like Nurse and and you know they're all they grew up together right and and there's a sense that you know they're 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 on the cusp of doing something pretty cool you know mm-hmm. and they're just a couple of players away from you know. Making a serious run, you know. I'd like to see the goaltending get a little bit better, you know. Especially, I think Campbell's. I, I, my prediction is Campbell plays more than Skinner this year. Yeah, I think he's. Well, I, I think, think he's going to do bounce well. Back. They have to have both guys rolling. Sure. You know, um, you know I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see them get a little bit more physical on the back end, and you know, I mean, everybody knows they can score, but it's just uh, you know the goalie has to know where the defensive defensemen are going to be and. Vice versa, right? So they're. Uh, I'm. I wish the season was starting tomorrow. Like I'm addicted. Well, it's close. Like, I it's love close. it. You know. So it's close. <laughs> it, it, it could be a fun fall if yeah. uh, the you know, the Oilers are going to start, and if the Elks make it interesting, it it could be a a pretty fun fall for sure. Uh, what what are you? How I know you're still in pretty good shape. You're a big guy. Uh, how physically? Like do you golf? Do you go out and play 
football or basketball, anything like that? Well, right now, like I've got, uh, just had an MRI on my neck. You know, oh, I've got geez. some arthritis on my neck. Is this but that's football, to be expected. Real, football you know, related? That's, that's the cost of doing business as a right. football player, right? So, um, but I mean, it's good news because now I know what I'm dealing with. I'll go and I'll do the, uh, the, um, you know, the. the the occupational therapy and stuff. I, I actually just made an appointment next week, so now I know what I can and can't do. So I we just wanted have to you roll on out the while you're thing. at your appointment. Yeah. So well, be... well, I don't know yet. Like I'm going to be. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm an avid weightlifter, but I had to quit for six months just to oh, wow. make sure that nothing serious was going on. And now it seems like it's fine, so I can I can start kind of getting back into it. But I, I love to be in the gym. That's my that's my you know happy place. And you know I like to. Like, I coach both of my sons. I've got a. 14-year-old and uh, an 11-year-old, they both play football. They what play team are they on? Sherwood Park Rams. So nice. got, uh, my older one's on the Bantam team and the younger one's on the Pee Wee team. So I'm coaching both of them, and, and that's just a joy, right? Like, it's a, it's a brief window in time, and, and I want to get in there and, and before the win, window closes very quickly, as you all know. Like the are you time, the head coach, time, for a position coach? What are you? I'm just kind of a position. I just help out wherever I can. You know, they, they uh, those guys are phenomenal coaches. They have great staff on both uh, Pee Wee and Bantam, so I just kind of help out wherever. I can. Yeah. A pretty good guy to come. Hey, a guy yeah. who's in the CFL, just come help out. That's uh, pretty good to have. Yeah. And uh, remind everybody, because I know it's really important, remind everybody of uh, what you're doing for work. I work as a child and youth care worker. Um, I've been doing that for many, many years, mentoring at-risk youth. Uh, actually, I just signed up for school, Reed. I'm going to go to school at Northwest College. Oh, good. Uh, starting in the winter. I'm going to get my uh, certification for a human services worker, and uh, I'm going to try to become a social worker. That's awesome. So hopefully, if it all goes well, I got it. Won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. Yeah. So. Jed, this was awesome having you on the show. Uh, enjoy the Labor Day Classic, my friend. I will. I will. It'll be fun to watch. That is Jed Roberts live in studio. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. My name's Reed. Talk to you tomorrow night. Take care.